0: Anybody like to open in prayer? Hearing none, I will do so. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this group. We thank you for the lesson. We ask that we would open your word and open our minds to see what you're trying to tell us and show us, and that we would leave here more aware of what we should be doing and how we should be moving forward in this world as. Both uh, pastors, as every person who accepts you is a pastor and as ambassadors. As this is not our home, but we are here as ambassadors for you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So today's topic is we're gonna look at what what is the truth behind Valentine's Day? One of the most popular U.S. holidays. Uh and yet. I don't think that many of us actually even know where it comes from. The Hallmark Channel? Or? The Hallmark Channel, yeah. The, the chocolate companies, yeah, the, the chocolate. All, all of that, probably. So let's look at why we would even study this, because you don't see Valentine's Day in your Bible. It's not a religious holiday, if you will, so why would we take Bible study time? Well, Colossians two eight says, Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradi- according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. so let's w- look into things that we do. Why do we do them, and who are we honoring when we do them? first Timothy four one. now the spirit expressly says, in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. We I see I- what what is what is behind this holiday? Timothy four seven. But reject profane and old wives' fables. Exercise yourself towards godliness. Remember, Paul said, I didn't put that one in there. But Paul said, I become all things to all men. To the Jew, I am as a Jew, as under the law. And to the free, as the free. And all these things I did so not to be as everyone, but that I might win some to Christ. But we have to know where they come from, so that if people ask. We have answers. So what do you think about when you think of Valentine's Day? What? Let's just start there. The
1: money I have to spend on expensive flowers.
0: Okay.
2: Hearts.
0: Hearts. <laughs> All right, hearts. You don't want to ask me right now.
2: <laughs> Spending time with somebody you love, okay. I say people generally go on
0: dates. Generally people go on dates, okay. Oh. Alright, yep. Those are some things. So Jen said hearts. We have hearts. What are some other symbols of, of the day, if you will? Who's the main person? Cupid!
3: Cupid! Right?
0: Cupid. Yep. Cupid's always the bubble-butted
1: <laughs>
0: dude who flies around like a streaker, you know, with a bow just, and arrow. Yeah. Okay. Found him on Nate's. You know, you gotta buy expensive stuff. So we buy chocolates and then they ask you, Do I look fat? Well, blame you for doing it. That's generally what we think of when we think of the holiday, right? Valentine's Day. Well, let's look at the actual players in the Valentine story and where it comes from. We already said, Well, probably the lead person that we're aware of is Cupid we think of any other people that might be associated with Valentine's Day? Because they're really not, in American Valentine's Day, we don't think of them. But Zeus is actually involved in in how we get here. Venus. That would make sense. What is Venus the goddess of? Love. Cupid. Cupid, kind of right there. St. Valentine. Oh, you look at me like, duh. It's just named after him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then one that most of you have probably never even heard of. Lupercus. Wait, his holiday is next month. It's March. March. Sorry, that's a leprechaun. <laughs> that's <laughs> a leprechaun. That was good, though. All right. I'm sorry. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, so, Let's look at Cupid. Let's break him down. So Cupid represents sexual love. In the Greek, it's eros. No, there's three types of loves in Greek, right? No, I believe well, there's four, but we we generally relate with three. We have agape, godly love, Phylos, Philadelphia, city of brotherly love, which in America has a lot more homicides than most places. And then we, and then we have eros, which is love lust sexual love. He represents Eros. As we saw in the picture, he's generally represented in, there's three of them flying around. Any idea why that would be? Yeah, why is that? One of them is Eros, who is lust. himeros which is desire, and pathos, which is passion. Those are the three angels that you always see flying around represented as Cupid. Eros, in fact, is partnered with Eris, who is the goddess of strife and conflict. And when paired together, those two are the most influential of all the gods in Greek and Roman mythology. According to Plato's symposium, the origins of Eros and Eris, they were once combined. Gods punished humans for their arrogance by separating them into individuals. Kind of sound like a twist on the Garden of Eden. God said, you you seem alone. I can't find you a a suitable partner, so I will take from you and make you a suitable partner. Here they're saying that our arrogance is what caused them to be split. Desire. The desire, uh, one of them, is actually the longing for them to be whole again. They have two arrows. He has two arrows in his quiver. They have different effects. One is uncontrollable desire in love or lust, and the other is repulsion or hate. In mythology, Cupid is not born. However, he is referred to as the child of Venus and Zeus. I don't know how they explain that one, but, Godrich, looks like you had some.
3: Well, yeah, be, well, if those can remember, I don't want to date anyone okay. here. But actually, um, there is a series that was out there that actually went through all this and explained that in detail. Um, It was actually Friday the 13th, a series that was out back in the day, and they actually mentioned all of this, how the actual thing came to be. It was actually a pretty good episode.
0: It's a long story. I'm just skipping most of it. Right. I'm just giving us the basics. I get. It took them an hour,
3: though, but it was a bunch of stuff that involved it. I've
0: been told that I do too many deep dives, so I'm trying to keep it simple with the KISS thing here. Right. So... Uh, But yeah, we're going to find out what mom and dad's actual names are here in a little bit. But his real name is Tammuz. That's cute. And you'll actually see his name in the Bible. Because in the Old Testament, in several books, the Lord gets mad that they're making sacrifices to Tammuz. Zeus, anybody know what he's the god of? Little G's, of course, here. (laughs) Close. Out of sky, he is also the chief deity, most powerful. Obviously, his name is Nimrod. We've talked about that. He is the dad of Tammuz, which makes sense because Zeus is the father of Cupid. Nimrod would be the father of of Tammuz. So a lot of what you're going to find is a lot of your Greek mythology, your Roman mythology, all of that, your your Polynesians. All of it actually has a very biblical center. And in fact, if you look back through history, I won't do it. But if you look back through history, once Jesus was born, lived, and died, all of these took a strong turn and were all influenced. Buddhism, Hinduism, all of them were influenced by Jesus.
1: Wait, what, do you, what do you mean by that?
0: They all made, all of those religions made turns yep. after Jesus's life. In their faith, their beliefs. You can actually see the influence of Jesus on every world religion after he was alive.
3: It's very reminiscent stories. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Lightning is his arrow. Nimrod was referred to as a mighty hunter before the Lord, he was an archer. You'll also see his name in other mythologies as a Vulcan, Jupiter, Ra, if you're into. Egyptology, sun god. All right, let's look at Venus. What is Venus, the goddess of? We already said it. Fertility. Goddess of love, sex, and fertility. I cut off her picture, the shoulders, because she is never wearing clothes. Her real name is Simiramis. She is the mother of Tammuz and the wife of Nimrod. You will see her name in the Bible. Actually, you will never see her name, but she's referred to as the Queen of Heaven and Earth. In other uh, religions, she is Aphrodite, Isis, Ishtar. I mean, the list goes on. I just wanted to give you three. Then we have another player here. We have St. Valentine. Does anybody know anything about St. Valentine other than the dude was who we named this holiday after? He was commemorated in Western Christianity on February fourteenth and linked with a tradition of courtly love. Does anybody know what courtly love is? It's like where you don't date people, but it's like a hey, if I really like you. I think you'd make a good wife or husband. Let's see how this goes with the intention of marriage.
3: Oh, in other words, like a courtship. There yeah, yeah, that's,
0: that's where that term came from. Then. That is okay. okay. Courtship. Mean.
2: There we go. I'm learning okay. something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He is the patron saint of epilepsy and beekeepers. I don't see them going together. The only thing I could put in the Valentine's Day context of epilepsy and beekeepers is you are shook with love and love day. That's the only thing I can put. I don't know. And that's just a me thing. I don't know. Uh, He ministered to persecuted Christians and was martyred. History can actually lead you to 12 to 14 St. Valentines. One, including a woman, Valentina. His skull is displayed to this day in the Church of Santa Maria in Cosmodine Row. And there were actually two males of St. Valentine's name that were preaching. One was martyred on February 14th, sixty nine. The other one was martyred on a different date, so they generally say that this is the dude. Yeah. Any questions on Saint Valentine? Why okay. do they keep his the skull? Uh, I don't know. They're kind of into those things. Lupercus. Okay. Okay. Has anybody ever seen this picture before? No.
3: I've actually one. i actually seen it in
0: person. Pretty. It's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like, what in the world is going on here? You know, the whole, like, uh, jungle book story. kind of got a jungle book story-ish feel to it, however. This is the Roman god of wolves. And now you're looking at me like, Valentine's Day has nothing to do with wolves. But this is actually closely associated with the Greek god Pan. Does anybody know who Pan is? Pan is where we get our word panic, because they would run around in a panic, cutting themselves to try to worship the god. Sometimes throwing themselves off clips. Uh Pan is the guy who has the little horns, and like from the waist down, he kind of looks like a goat. That's
1: okay. Pan. Yep. That's
0: Pan. Yep. The Perkus comes to power after saving a pair of twins, who maybe you've heard of, Romulus and Ramus. Right. Does anybody know that story? So brief rundown, King Amulus, if I'm saying that right, ordered Romulus and Ramus, twins, to be thrown into the Tiberus River and drowned because their mother, Ray Sylvia, broke her celibacy vow by being raped by the god Mars. However, a servant put them in a basket and the river god took them to a wild fig tree, and it got caught in the branches. Sound a little bit like Moses?
3: It sure does. It sure does. It sure does.
0: Then, they are taken to a she-wolf den, which was at the base of Palladetine Hill, which is where Rome was founded. The twins were later adopted by a shepherd and his wife, and they learned to be shepherds. Then, they killed their uncle, who had ordered their death, and they named the den of the she-wolf... Lupercal, which is where the name comes from. After Romulus built a wall, Ramus jumped it in Rome, and Romulus killed him and then took over the city of Rome. So that's kind of a short version of that. Why are we covering this god of wolves when we're looking at Valentine's Day? Well, the reason is February 14th and 15th is the pagan holiday of Lupercelia, which is the worship of that God. So, it is a fertility holiday. In the fertility holiday, they would actually sacrifice a goat and a dog. They would then, several men would then smear their bodies with the blood of those animals, turning themselves red, and then use the pelt of those animals for something that we'll we'll talk about here in just a second. A priest... Would mark their forehead with a knife that had been dipped in the blood of the sacrifice. They would then wipe it off of their forehead with a milk soaked wool and laugh while doing so. The men would then take that pelt and create what was known as a februa or a goatskin thong, which they would then wear, and the extra ones they would run around. Palatine Hill, with their bodies stained red with the blood. Women would come out and sit around the hill and hope that these men would run by and smack them with the fibra in order to give them fertility. They would then go to the city center and have their name put in a box on a billet or a love note. The men of the city would then come and draw a billet And whoever they were partnered with would become their lust partner for the holiday and many times for the following year until February 14th of the next year.
2: So the goat was for fertility and the dog was for purification.
0: There we go. Goat for fertility, dog for purification. So this holiday was still popular 150 years after Christianity was legalized in the Roman Empire. It was ended in 494 by Pope, however you say that, Gallusus. Soon after ending the holiday, February 14th was declared the feast to celebrate martyred St. Valentine. So once again, we took a pagan holiday and tried to Christianitize it. So modern day's Valentines. It was first connected to St. Valentine in modern Western culture by Geoffrey Chaucer. Who wrote in the late 14th century the poem "Parliament of Fowls," connecting Saint Valentine with holiday? Let's take a quick look at some of the symbols. Heart doesn't look anything like your heart. So where do we get the heart? Well, the heart is a pagan image. Keeping in mind the Illuminati, does anybody know what the Illuminati is? Mm-hmm. So they're a secret society. They Huh? I said lizard people. Sorry, no. <laughs> um,
3: the <Lacerda.
0: laughs> they, they they actually see Satan as the good guy. Who came down. And, yep, the, the all-seeing eye there.
2: Did they sell themselves to the devil? Is that where that comes from?
0: Well, they believe that Satan came to Adam and Eve to illuminate them to the light of the truth. I've heard that. And set them free. And God is the one trying to keep us in captivity. Tippy. Satan is the one who is for us. God is all. You're basically punishing. saying
3: that Satan was trying to free everyone while God was trying to put them on the. Foot, there you go. What they claim.
0: So yeah. that's that's the Illuminati stuff. And a lot of your. So when we look back at, you know, we look back at George Washington, a lot of the founding fathers. Everybody's like, we're built on the Illuminati. We're not a Christian nation. We were built under the Illuminati because they're all Freemasons. Yes, they were Freemasons, however, keep in mind at the time, Freemasonry had not been infiltrated by the Illuminati because the Illuminati were able to run around. But when they were exposed, they then infiltrated things like the YMCA, the Lions Club, the Moose, the Rotary, the Masons. They went into these places and now they have really dipped their their toe, if you will, into that water, and were able to survive by coming in there. But now, more so than any other, the Masons are really hooked into people seeing it as the Illuminati, but that wasn't always the case. So we have to understand that. The true reason for the heart is a pagan symbol. The heart is the female matrix or opening to the chamber of sacred copulation. In fact, it's an image representing her facing away from her hips to her ankles bent forward from a man's point of view. That's the heart. But what about the arrows? Any thoughts on the arrows? Why, during Valentine's Day, do the arrows always have hearts on them, and are they going through a heart? They represent being one love struck, but two, it also rep- the arrow represents the male penis. Thus, it is entering the heart. And there's really nothing Christian about Valentine's Day. <laughs> no. <laughs> so why would we study this? One, so that we know what we're talking about. But two, all of these players can be found in Genesis 11, the story of the Tower of Babel. A brief explanation, if you take all of the history of the Tower of Babel, is that the people all lived in one place. What was the order of God? Go, multiply, be fruitful, take over the earth, right? What did they do? They went all into one big city and decided to build a tower. And this tower, through what we know, would dwarf the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building. People lived on it because of acclamation so that they could build it higher and higher. The aim of it was for Nimrod to climb to the top as an archer and shoot God from his throne and thus take over. In fact, Nimrod is one of the prototypes of the Antichrist to come. He is known as the first Man-made, not born, Nephilim, which is when the the angels came down and basically impregnated women. The Nephilim, the kings, Amalek, and those thirteen foot long bed for him to sleep in. Uh, David and Goliath. Goliath is that large because they are Nephilim. Somehow Nimrod finds a way to create himself into this Nephilim, modern day CRISPR can change us to give us DNA alterations that will allow us to do things that are like godlike, demigod like. Nimrod is a demigod. All of these, all of these people, these Nephilim are demigods, which is where you get Thor and you get, you know, your, your nice movie Moana, Maui. All of these demigods come from this, yet they are glorified. So what does it say here? But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. That language is Hebrew. Because Babel, Bab means gateway, and El means God. It is the gateway to God. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down. And confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth. And they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel. Because there the Lord confused their language, the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. Keep in mind, the very thing that they did not want to happen is what they were sentenced with, being spread about. If you read a little bit further up in Genesis 11 you will see that the very thing that they fear is the very thing that God puts upon them. The us is in red for a reason. In Hebrew there is no plural. So if they want to say us it's the way the words are together not they don't have an us. It's a I and you oh that's us type thing. The us here is literally God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit having a conversation. Any thoughts there? A little bit more. So Nimrod ends up dying. Semiramis, his wife, decides to cut him up into several pieces and send him to the different provinces. Then she decides, I want him back. So they send all his body parts back. She says, I want my husband back. And she actually sleeps with Temuz in order to try to get her husband back. Doesn't work. Temuz is also an archer and is gored to death by a wild boar. He dies. She laments for 40 days and 40 nights. Keep in mind, Ishtar is her name in Polynesian cultures, where we get Ishtar, or Easter, Lent of 40 days. Now, we have a separate Lent. Don't think that that's where it came from. But she prayed to the gods of heaven and hell. And they released tammuz and he came back to life. Thence he became a demigod. And she became the high priestess of heaven and hell. So when you see the Jews are making sacrifice, and bu- literally in Jeremiah, you can read where it says they're making cakes for tammuz and the queen of heaven. That is who they are talking about. That is why. And they say we will not stop. For when we did this, we, we we had peace. They are arguing about worshiping to these two. So this is rooted not only in paganism but in mythology, but also in your Old Testament Bible, is there. It goes on and on and on. And I won't continue. But to think that this is not represented in today's world and that people aren't pushing these agendas, we would be. Naive. This is a poster from the EU in nineteen in the nineteen nineties. That is the famous poster or a famous painting turned into a poster of the Tower of Babel. There are twelve stars in this picture. Only eleven are visible. The twelfth star is behind the tower. But I ask you, does anybody see anything strange about the stars?
1: All pointing
0: in. They're all pointing down. What does that make them?
1: The
2: symbol of the Antichrist.
0: The pointing down is the pentagram. And what does it say? Europe, many tongues, one voice. They are literally telling you we want to take back what we tried to do at the Tower of Battle. Okay. They're not hiding it.
3: Reminiscent of what happened in thousands.
0: We don't study our own Bible and history to see this poster and go, oh my goodness. They are literally trying to tell us that they are now standing in opposition to God. And that they are going to be their own god. They don't hide it.
1: So you said Nimrod is Zeus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, because I, I was always under the impression that Zeus was part of Greek mythology, which he is. Is, but I thought that wasn't necessarily real.
0: It's so not. They are taking Nimrod, who had arrows, and now giving him the power of a god with lightning. To mock God's power of lightning. I see. With his arrows.
1: Okay. So they took somebody who it is an actual person. Said, okay, you are now. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Hence, you get your demigod of Thor. I got you. Okay. Thor and another another one is the guy who can thunder and lightning. Made oh, made very popular by the Marvel movies. Right? I got you. Genesis 1:26 then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness several people will tell you us that's him talking to the angels except the angels didn't create a darn thing so who is he talking to that is the exact same word as we saw in Genesis 11 that is the trinity again god the father god the son and the holy spirit saying let us make man in our image Isaiah 6:8 also i heard the voice of the lord saying This is when Isaiah goes into heaven and he says, I am not of clean lips. And the angel takes the tongs and burns his tongue and says, you are now clean. And who will go for whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then he said, here I am, send me. The us is the same word again. It's there for the Jews to see, the Old Testament. And if they still didn't get it, they break it down in Proverbs 30, verse 4. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? We know that God, Jesus, did that. Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? We know that is Jesus through creation, through John 1. What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you know? That's Old Testament. All of these are Old Testament. None of that is New Testament. Let's take jump into modern times. Does anybody know what that is?
3: It's
0: a two-euro coin. 2002 marked on the bottom. The woman dressed somewhat-ish, I guess, riding a bull with stars. Twelve stars. They're all facing the right way, though. If you go online to look it up, this is a Greek two euro Europa abducted by Zeus. They're telling you this is exactly what this is. This is Greek mythology. We are pushing this agenda. Here it is. It's on our money, America. You put in God, we trust. Us mythology. Yes, Rich.
3: Um, my buddy actually has a channel on this. Uh, he's got a Christian channel on YouTube where he explains that like a lot of the uh, the Greek mythology. Is an adverse to the actual Bible, and that's the way they intended it. Like, don't even read it because a lot of it is like very sacrilege on how these God, supposed gods, were created and all that, in opposition to the Bible. So, yes, we're
0: about to touch on that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Remember this picture? This picture right here: a woman riding on a bull. Look at her head, around her head. And the 12 stars, right? Fast forward. Revelation 12, verse 17. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me. This is John. Saying to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit, the form of rapture, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, <clears throat> having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup. Did you see the golden cup in her hand? Yeah. Full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead, a name was written. Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, meaning she was killing them, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, She has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not, and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. Now this this sounds like it's going to get complicated. Basically, it was that back then. It's not right now, but it's coming back. The spirit of Antichrist. The Antichrist. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel. This is the tribulation period. Christians will not be there whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, the unsaved will marvel at what they say. When they see the beast that was and is not, and yet is. Remember, the Antichrist takes a shot to the head. Here is the mind, well, it's not necessarily his head, he's not necessarily shot. His right hand is withered, his right eye is blinded, and it was a wound that should have killed it. But that's its earlier. Here. Is the mind which has wisdom the seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sits? The city of Rome throughout history. If you Google the city of seven hills, it will tell you it's Rome. Google will tell you it's Rome, so they don't even hide that. There are also seven kings, five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. He is speaking during the Roman Empire, one is, and when he Antichrist comes, he must continue a short time, seven years. The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seven and is going to perdition. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as of yet. They receive authority for one hour, that is 60 minutes, as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power to the authority of the beast. This is the world takeover. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, obviously Jesus, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. Then he said to me, The waters which you saw, where the harlot sits, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues, the sea of humanity. And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh and burn her with fire, for God has put into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman who you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. So here's where we're going to tie this all together. Also answer any questions or comments you have. First off, I hope you see that the world is headed in an unprecedented place and that other scriptures tell us deception will rule in the end times. In fact, it literally says even the elect would be deceived if possible. In the actual language, that means it's not possible. Because you're in your word, you know it's coming. He's telling us all the things that are going to deceive us. All of it's in there. Look around, and it's all coming up. Look at all your movies. Demigods. Paganism. Thanos in the Marvel movies? The Greek word for death and destruction is Thanaton. They don't hide... They they literally don't hide anything. What they expect is for us to throw off wisdom and knowledge and not actually look anything up. Nike. Nike's a Greek god. What does he have? Wings on his feet. So what do the shoemakers call themselves? Nike. You're like a Greek god. I take you to the new Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever. Bad guy can breathe underwater and he has wings on his ankles and can fly. They aren't thinking this stuff up. They're literally taking Greek and Roman mythology and making it movies. Look around; we're seeing unprecedented releases of UFO stuff, aliens, and UFOs, and all. Okay, and balloons. And, well, balloons, we aren't too scared of. We're even shooting down science projects that only cost twelve dollars. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I I ask you. When the rapture happens, the world does not fall into chaos. It says that they believe the lie that is told them. What is the lie? If we look around, it is most likely going to be something involving aliens. The entire world is of one mind releasing UFO stuff. UFO stuff. UFO stuff. Videos and statements. And no longer are they hiding it. They're releasing stuff as if that. Demonic activity will increase as we get closer to the end.
3: The book says he will come to you like a thief in the night and that's what, what you're saying exactly what's coming. The
0: thief in the night is only to those who don't believe because they, they're not watching. We must be rooted in our Bible. When you watch movies, listen to music, understand what they they're, are literally trying to tell you. They're making things seem really nice as a way to mold us. Mold us into accepting these lies and these things. Europe is prepped. If you think, now, is the Ukraine invasion in the Bible? No. The Bible will not talk about the interaction of nations unless it involves Israel.
3: I think it's like a powder keg anyway,
0: you know. But the invasion. The invasion sets something up. The U.S. Europe is not happy with us right now. Does everybody understand that? Does anybody know why Europe is extremely mad at us right now? Especially Germany? Weird... No. Sorry? Germany, first off, is exceptionally into this, like, Mythology, not Christianity. Does anybody know what Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 are? They're undersea natural gas pipelines that go from Russia into Germany. They sit about a mile apart. Trump basically got Germany to stop Nord Stream 2, Biden, then allowed it. It was finished. They hadn't started using it, but it's estimated that a very large portion of Russia's exports is natural gas to Europe. Germany is using this cheap gas as a way to fuel their economy and then sell the extra into you. And in September, both of them blew up. Now, Biden is talking to you about green, the whole green agenda, and don't use natural gas ovens, right? What has come to light is that he ordered the destruction under a Balt- the cover of a Baltic... Uh, exercise, our deep sea divers went down and placed C4 on both of them. They had backpacks they put over it that basically encased it in concrete and it sat for months. Norway was in on it. Norway flew over several months later and dropped from a Poseidon uh, which is an anti-sub aircraft that we gave them. A special sauna buoy which goes down they, they emit sounds Back comes an image. That image tells us where there's subs, okay? This was a special one. It emitted a certain set of tones. On the last tone, it detonated the C4. We created, Biden ordered, the largest... All of that started rushing natural gas to the surface. He released more carbon into the atmosphere... Than like 300,000 cars. Yet he's telling you not to use your gas oven.
3: Yeah, what's the deal with that, by the way? Something about gas ovens and they're trying to do something with that? What's going on with that? They
0: want to make it illegal.
3: They want to make it illegal to
1: have a gas oven.
0: Yeah. So now Germany's mad at us. The U.S. is falling from power, not only from the Middle East, but from Europe. This is setting up the Ezekiel War. The Ezekiel War is over gas. Russia can't export their gas in yeah. In fact, we set a price max on it. Turkey, during the earthquakes, some of their major gas refineries blew up. Russia, Iran, Turkey, and Syria. Syria really doesn't count because they don't really have a government anymore. They're run by Turkey. Iran and Russia right now. Anyway, they're having a summit and a meeting. All of this is leading towards biblical prophecy. And we aren't looking at what movies are telling us. Which are merely prepping us for the lie. And not us, because we aren't going to be here. But you're literally seeing the prep for the lie for after the rapture happening before you. I ask you. If that is happening, and we see all the things that we're telling us. Paul says, I need not write to you about the seasons, times and seasons. But of the day and hour, no one knows. I take you back to the before the wrath video that we watched. It's all about the marriage. People have been saying, Paul believed he was going to be raptured. As Jesus said, I come back soon. Okay, There is nothing that needed to happen. The reason everyone is expecting that Jesus comes back in their generation is because he told us to. So what is different about our generation? That we're saying the time is close. The time is close. Everyone else is saying the rapture could happen any moment. We're in the end days. Once Jesus died, we were in the end times. May Fourteenth, nineteen forty-eight. The rebirth of Israel created a explosion in biblical prophecy. This is whoa. We're, we're like, if you're a Marvel person, we're in the end game. Okay, and it is an infinity war because eternity is for infinity of time. Again, they're not hiding this stuff. But I ask you. If we are gone before the rapture, or before the tribulation, the rapture happens. Matthew 24 is all about the tribulation for most of the things we've ever heard about. If we can see all of that, plus the lie that will make sense to people, to where they'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's why they're gone. And it won't create worldwide havoc. We can see that happening now. There's kind of a time limit for this stuff to mature that we're up against. That's why we're saying, if you're watching your biblical prophecy, there's a timeline where all this stuff is going to have to start taking off. And we're getting close to that point. Thus, we have to be out of here before that because the Bible tells me so. That's why we say we're close.
1: When you say out of here you mean like we got to die before like we gotta, so like, the rapture, rapture is not rapture. Rapture. Yeah. the
0: rapture is not death so the rapture is sec- second thessalonians
1: 4 i'll tell you what like what i picture it as yeah. you ever seen anything left behind yeah is it like that
0: that's what so they, they are, are dep- just, like boom. that's what they are depicted okay so the bible literally says in in a flash in a in the blink of an eye. The twinkling of an eye. The twinkling of an eye is the amount of time it takes light to come in and reflect out. Does anybody know the speed of light?
2: 72. You just make me so happy. For her oh.
0: 72? Yeah.
2: 72 what? It's per hour.
0: Now, the speed seven. of light? Yep. Speed of sound is 742. It's, it's 186,282 miles per second. Oh. You could get to Mars in less than there's a video. If you Google going around the world at the speed of and you you blink and literally you're like nothing ever moved. We can play the video again. Oh, it was just that quick. In that amount of time, in the amount of time, all of our brothers and sisters from the time of the Christian Christian church. Starting The Old Testament saints don't come back at this time. They come back at a different time. David and Jeremiah and Daniel, all of them are at different times. When Christ comes back for his church, those who have died, they take off first. Their bodies come out of the ground. If they were eaten by a shark, somehow it comes out of there. Wherever they are, however they die, their bodies are reconstituted but transformed. And then we who are alive and remain are caught up. The Greek word is harapazo. In Latin, it's rapturus. So when they tell you the word rapture isn't in your Bible, that's true. But look at it in a Latin Bible, it's there. To be caught up means to be snatched. Here one second, gone the next. We will just, pretty much to everybody's point of view, vanish. And in that moment, the body you know changes. The body you have is now indestructible, unable to get sick. You don't get tired. You don't need to eat, but you can. You don't need to drink, but you can. You never age. You're at your perfect age. You'll never be sore. You'll be stronger than ever. Apparently, we can walk through walls, teleport, look like other people so people don't even recognize us, which is what Jesus did on the road to Emmaus. If you look at Jesus' resurrection body, That's what we have.
1: So we're so when it happened, we're still here. We're just,
0: and then we're in the and the word is atmosphere, atmos. So we meet Jesus in the sky. This isn't his second coming because he never touches them. He appears, grabs us, and we go. And it literally says, and from that time we will never be separate from Jesus again. In fact, when we look at the new Jerusalem after the thousand year reign, when we come back to this earth like it is now for a thousand years to rule and reign with him, after that we go into the new heaven and the new earth. And we actually look and it appears that we have a Shekinah. The Shekinah is the glory of God in light. So there's no sun, no moon, no nights. We become the light because Jesus is the light, He was the light of the world. If you look at creation, there's light before he creates the sun. Let there be light, there's light. And then on a different day, he creates the sun. So what was the light? Same thing will have in eternity. In the new heaven and the new earth. But the funny thing is, we're like lanterns. His light is transferred into us and then we glow and we take part in Questions? Hello. I, I tried to keep it as simple as thought. Right, let, me, let me put it this way. So, so
2: I'm still thinking. Yes.
0: Okay. Jesus. Like, we're. So look at, look at, look at. uh you the rules of, like. Build it. Jesus. Okay. When they were hiding in Jerusalem. See, you didn't answer his question. But you're no. not,
1: you're not still, you're not on, you're not, you're not. Oh. Did that's, you're saying those, right?
0: So we go to heaven with him. Yes. For the seven years that the tribulation period takes place. Gotcha. In Revelation 19, halfway through. Hold on. We come back with Jesus. That's the second coming. That starts the millennial reign. A thousand years on this earth as it is now. Okay. Makes sense.
2: Okay. See, and that's you, <laughs> what you do.
0: Okay. I'm no, that makes sense. And then you have that body while you're on this earth.
1: But it's a better, new, improved body.
0: So, Jesus, when he came back to the disciples, doubting Thomas, they were there and he walked through the door.
1: Okay.
0: Didn't open it. God. Walked through the door. That's the body you will have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, for those of us who are oblivious and sometimes run into walls, we'll just be like, whoa. All right. Well, apparently I'm, I didn't stop in time. All right. All right. So, any other questions?
1: So I saw this thing on uh I was watching TikTok and I you know, like all these like Christianity things. Yeah. And this guy was talking about how people who are dead now are like they're no more, like they're nothing. Like he was like, they know nothing, something like that. I, I forget exactly what he was saying.
0: The wrong thing.
1: But it was you were listening to it.
0: So So Jesus. When Jesus is speaking. When he speaks in parables or metaphors, he says like or as. Right. Do you remember Lazarus and the rich man? Not the guy he brings back from dead. I call forth Lazarus from the dead. Not that guy. Never remind me. Okay. So Jesus tells a story about Lazarus and the rich man. And the way he speaks is these are actual people. He says, Lazarus was a poor man, beggar, who slept at a rich man's gate and had sores that dogs would lick. And the rich man came and went and basically paid no attention to Lazarus. It says, and Lazarus died. And the angels came and carried him to Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom in the Old Testament, when you, everybody died, they went to Sheol. But it was two chambers. It was like two different rooms. Oh, you're VIP. You, you accept the Messiah to come. You believe in what the Bible is going to say. You go to Abraham's bosom. Welcome to the vacation area. Then it says the rich man. That's it. He died, and he went oh, to Sheol. No one came. They all went down to Sheol, but there were two chambers. He says, and the rich man was burned with fire. What? You're deep diving. I'm coming back up. The rich, the rich man, the rich man was burned with fire, and he says he he can see Lazarus. He just. Came. And Abraham in the other chamber, but he can't get there. And he literally says, hey, have Lazarus dip his finger in some water that I I can have a little bit and it'll cool me off here. And he goes, don't you see this impassable gulf? Jesus is literally telling the story. You You can read it. So that's where they went. Okay. But even then, he says, hey, send him to my brothers that they don't come to the place where I am. And Abraham says, no. They have the Bible and the prophets. The scripture and the prophets. If they don't listen to them, they won't listen even if the dead come back to life. Jesus came back to life. There are still people who deny it. So they even exist back then. You don't go to nothing. I'll have to figure out,
1: because he was just saying, like, how... It, I forget exactly what it said. Like I don't even want to go there, but you know, I, I'll have to pull it up. Let
0: but me let me give you a
2: short heard. answer. Oh, okay. The people who didn't are you asking because I think I've seen this. Like the people who didn't believe when they died.
1: Yeah, like they're, they're just gone. That's I think maybe that's what he was talking about. But he didn't say that directly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like I tip to check with the video and he's like yeah. kind of, like People's memory of you become no more. Something like, it was weird. It was something like that.
0: Okay. Yes, I've seen. So people who die without God, even to this day, go to shoot. In other words, like a purgatory. And it's, no, it's not a purgatory. This, this life is the closest thing to purgatory. Yeah, uh, I saw
2: that.
0: So they can still see. And most likely will remember every time somebody tried to tell them how to get out of there. But they're stuck.
2: So no, they're freaking wrong. They can no longer
1: be saved.
0: Nope.
2: So yes, they're gone. It is the point of
1: the. Is that what the? Is that the love for them is no more or something like that? Like
0: they are cut off from God. Okay. So now, okay. Uh, so so they can't pray to God. They can't feel God. They have no hope.
1: But you said Sheol is like a vacation area.
0: I don't know. Sheol is like. The whole encompassing of both sides. Abraham's bosom, vacation.
1: Got you. Okay. Hades,
0: okay. Okay. Hades is hell. The other chamber. Okay.
1: That makes sense.
0: Okay? Now, when Jesus died on the cross, Matthew literally says that when Jesus went down, on the Sunday, when he came back, the graves were opened. He opened Abraham's bosom. Okay. And they just walked around on the earth. Okay. And, the question is, why did they just walk around on the earth? Why didn't they go to heaven? Well, the answer is, he talks to Mary Magdalene, and he says, don't touch me, for I have yet to ascend to my father. If sin took, was born in heaven, he had to ascend to heaven, make atonement. Now the gates are open. So everybody who died from that point on goes straight to heaven. Okay. They're in heaven. Everybody else is in Hades. It so they'll come back. Basically jump into their new body, and go back up? So the short answer
2: is yes. The people who didn't believe when they died right. are gone. Okay. Yes. That's how you answer that question.
3: <laughs> that's all right. Yes, France? We're we're, the new question, whether or not you believe in near-death experiences, that's up for to yep. side, but... They claim that God would come down into the depths of the bowels of wherever they go, which isn't good, and bring them out. Would that happen? Then you hear about that.
0: If you have not died, died, you can still be saved.
3: Okay. So, in other words, that's a representation. Of
1: so,
0: if you if you are still alive, okay, but having a near-death experience. When you come back, you can make the choice. You mean so if you
1: like your soul not leaving the body, like you die, you're body. Maybe I'm not. So even even it, like you have a heart attack, your heart stops. So I was
2: gonna say, yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I am curious about this
0: because he's, he's asking. I know what he's asking. So if you if you die, but like you're able to come back. It would kind of be like astral projection. Okay. You would be sent to experience something to come back so that you, you'd you have that second chance. I see. Okay. The Bible says a three-strand cord is not easily broken. And that we, it also speaks about the silver strand should not be loosed. Okay. okay. It appears that body, soul, spirit, right. each has a strand. Right. If those are cut, there's no coming back. That's death. You can send it you, you can actually leave your body, come back. Theologically, you create that's where you get possessed by demons. You leave, you create a vacancy, they come in. Right. Unless the Holy Spirit is in your body, they can't then come in. No vacancy. Yes. Like I mean, I'm asking this
2: too. I think what you're saying, like you have a heart attack, you're flatlined, yeah. you there's no brain activity, there's nothing Do happening. You come back. I mean, you're
0: you're dead essentially, right? Your body.
1: They pronounce you.
0: But you're
1: shot five times. They say you're dead.
0: But do you come back to life? Yes. Then the silver cord has not been loosed. You are still tethered to your body. I feel like there's
1: another whole part of that. What you just said, though. Do you come back to life? What 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 else would happen if you? people
0: who die, we bury, we cremate. They don't like pop back up in the morgue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Someone reading or something. <laughs> he does. He's trying not to I'm, squirrel.
0: I'm trying to be good here, man. See, he wants
2: to squirrel on this another question. So
1: since the rapture hasn't happened yet, we died. We go do we go to Abraham's bosom or do we go we go to heaven?
0: We go to heaven. We go and this is kind of what, what I brought up to Autumn on the last one. We go to the intermediate heaven. We don't even know much about it. Do they have bodies? We don't know. We don't know. They don't really talk about it. Jesus doesn't talk about it. We know about the new heaven and the newer. We, we know about once we get our glorified body about how we're in heaven. But we know that they go to heaven. Stephen, when he was martyred, he saw heaven open. Jesus then stands. The only time we see Jesus stand anymore is when he's coming back dressed for war. Or two, one his mart his church is martyred, he stands to receive them in heaven. But we don't know what kind of body they have. We know very little about that part.
1: But they mention that in the Bible. It's not something that's necessarily
0: interpreted. Nope. We it's know that they mentioned. go we know they go to heaven. No, I, no, I'm saying like the intermediate part. Yep. That's because true. that one's going away. We will actually go there.
1: That's like the holding zone, is what you're saying
0: kind of it's it's heaven now what we know is the third heaven so the atmosphere the sky here is the first heaven space is the second heaven the throne room of God is the third heaven a whole yeah so
1: i said I can really eat them right
0: so so in the in death so let's just use Sean. When Sean died on Christmas, Mm -hmm. he went to the intermediate heaven. He's hanging out. I don't know how. I don't know what he's like. But he's alive. He's more alive than he was here. He has not When Jesus appears to rapture his church, they all come back, grab their bodies. He's coming out of two urns. And he is now glorified. Never to die again. And he goes back. But now he has a body. We go. We have a body. Seven years. We hang out. Exactly. Then we come back here for a thousand years. Where are we hanging out at? The heaven. The intermediate heaven. The one he's at now. Where he has mansions for us. Okay. We're just hanging out for seven years. You get a mansion. Is that
1: where the like the golden streets come from? Like the no,
0: no. But he's built mansions for us. He built mansions for us just to hang out for seven years.
3: Well, your souls built mansions for that stuff. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> so we come back for a thousand years. At the end of the thousand years. The current earth is melted with fire. Second Peter. Yeah. The the current heaven dissolved. The new heaven, the new earth. The new earth won't have oceans, no seas, no streams. But it's it's here. The new Jerusalem is the city we live in. It comes out. It has. It appears to have the Garden of Eden in it, like Central Park. Um, that city is 1,400 miles square and high. To give you an idea of how big that is, if we were sitting here, the city would end in the Bahamas. Go out to somewhere around equal with Colorado, Nevada, and come all the way back up as a square. That's the city, just where we live. We're the only ones, us in the Old Testament saints. That's where we live. And the International Space Station would hit less than halfway up. It's at 600 miles. That's where we live. And we go out from there. That's where you get the golden streets. Clear as glad. On the newer. Yep. And I don't know kind of how it works. Because all of our houses appear to be made of gold. That's crystal clear. So, of course, my question is, apparently I don't have to go to the bathroom or no one's looking. I don't know.
2: It's like, there's no ocean Huh? There's no ocean.
0: There's no ocean. Why? I not no. I didn't make it. There's no ocean? Yes. Rich.
3: Still have to talk about this tonight, but I'm really intrigued. Me and my mom watch a lot of the Bible stuff on the YouTube, and they claim that the adaptations of the angels aren't exactly what they are in heaven. Can we talk about that at some point? Like, what we perceive angels to be isn't exactly what they truly
0: are. Well, right? look look at look at the story of Lot. Okay. Jesus comes down with angels. He sends the angels. They walk in. People think they're just dudes.
3: Right. Right. But in actual, what they were saying is like the ones that are actually still in heaven. But, in heaven, every, what we had that perception is. Can we get into that at some point?
0: Are you talking about like the the crown and the wing yeah, yeah yeah no look at look at ezekiel look at isaiah okay. they, they describe ezekiel describes honestly what we would say freakish that's what i mean yeah it, right? i mean they you know four faces and wings six wings and this ball that spins in all directions full of eyes i mean there's just everybody who sees an angel in the bible even good angels not demons. Angels. Freaks
3: out. That's what it was that was they talking about. It was like the perception that we're here about them when it actually is a few different things. But
0: I mean, look at Gabriel. Gabriel Daniel says bright and shining. I mean, like don't they don't have words to describe them. They're doing the best they can. Right.
1: right. Um, yeah.
0: You have Ezekiel trying to describe modern day war in a time where all he had was bows and arrows and spears and horses. <laughs> so you got to you got to kind of take that to the words they had. Paul himself said, "I went to the third heaven." He doesn't even know if he was in his body or just the spirit. He goes, "I, I don't know." Yeah. However, he says, "For me to describe it would be sinful because I can do no justification to what I saw. I can't even tell you." So I. Everything I've ever heard is that the sights, the smells, the sounds will be so much better that they're indescribable to even the best thing that you can even imagine. Right. The sense is what they... What there they are colors about. you can't even imagine. Right. right. Sounds that will literally just burn. You know how you listen to music and it can move your emotions? It will make you so happy you won't even be able to to describe it. So Tim will actually be able to see color for once. There you go. <laughs> uh in fact, the things you have in heaven, does anybody know what entropy is?
1: I do. It's not okay. Good.
0: So yes. entropy is the scientific
1: Death and rebirth.
0: It's highly complex. But basically what it says in layman's terms is the minute you make something, it's in a state of degradation. It's always yeah, getting decom- worse. Yep. Okay, so you, the minute you get a new car, it's already just dis- yeah, the minute you're burn, born, you're already dying,
1: right.
0: uh, all of that sort of stuff. You see In heaven, the things Jesus has made for you is reverse entropy,
1: they only get better,
0: they only get newer and better throughout eternity. It's it's unfathomable if, if you think about heaven. It's almost, it, if we weren't told what it was like, it would almost be sinful to even consider that something like that was possible. That's how great it is going to be. And we can't even imagine. That's what we have to look forward to.
3: Right, like he said, it'd be sinful to even...
0: <laughs> and Paul said for me to even try to describe it. Would you? Any other thoughts? We're about to. So, looking to next month.